Hello, I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and welcome to episode 24 of my Raising Young Athletes podcast. This is the last of five episodes in which I'm exploring the importance of messages in raising healthy young athletes and, more importantly, healthy young people. The topic of today's podcast is Five Rules of Messaging. Given the wide and forceful sources of unhealthy messages that your children are confronted by every day in their athletic lives, you have to marshal every tool and trick at your disposal to ensure that your messages get through to them and the harmful ones are held at bay. Here are five rules to help you ensure that your messages get through to your children loud and clear in their athletic lives. Rule number one, use multiple conduits. As I'm sure you realize, children receive process and learn information in different ways. They can take in messages visually by watching, auditorily by hearing, or tactily by feeling, or by writing or reading. You can judge how your children best receive messages and then send your messages through the conduits that play to your children's information processing strengths, thus increasing the likelihood that your messages will get through. At the same time, I recommend that you send messages through multiple conduits including their dominant and non-dominant modes. In doing so, you're communicating your messages to them through multiple and diverse pathways that are processed through different psychological and neurological systems. The result is that your messages have a better chance of getting through and being ingrained more deeply and completely in their psyches. So, when you want to send a message to your young athletes, consider the different ways you can communicate the messages to them. For example, let's say you want to convey the message that they should focus on having fun in their sport and they shouldn't take themselves too seriously. To best transmit this message, you can, for example, talk to them about the benefits of keeping sports fun and light. You can model your message by having fun at their games. You can make choices indicating that their sports aren't that important. For example, don't attend every game or let your children take days off if they need a break. You can keep your own sports participation fun and light. If you're having a good time in your sports, then they're going to see that that's what you value. Finally, show examples of athletes and parents in the media who take their sports too seriously. That sends a very powerful message right there. Rule number two, loudspeaker and stealth messages. You can convey messages to your children about their sports experiences, either directly or indirectly. Quote-unquote loudspeaker messages include telling them the message you want them to get, pointed out in other people, or referring to media stories that illustrate this specific message. These straightforward messages ensure that there's no confusion about their intent and that your young athletes are paying attention and focused on the message. For example, over dinner, you talk to them about how they might respond emotionally to a difficult loss. The risks with direct messages are that your children may get tired of your attempts at obvious messaging and may tune out your messages. And one thing's for sure, as your kids get older, your messages may still be good, but they don't want you to be the messenger. So you might want to find somebody else to send the message, like a coach. In contrast, quote-unquote stealth messages are those in which your young athletes are completely unaware that you're sending them messages. For example, after a tough loss that they're really upset about, you can remain calm and empathetic. In this stealth message, you communicate to them that you're there to support them, but that the loss isn't that big a deal. They don't notice the message they're getting from you, but it is nonetheless a powerful one that will sneak past them into their minds. Rule number three, 
Let your children help shape your messages. Your young athletes have an amazing ability to let you know about the messages they might need at any given time. It's up to you to have your radio tuned to their frequency so you can pick up those messages. Your children will frequently have experiences, challenges, and reactions in their athletic lives that signal an opportunity for you to communicate a healthy message to them. For example, after scoring the winning goal, your daughter engages in what you consider to be excessive celebration. Her behavior may be an alert to send some messages about the value of humility. Your children can also let you know the way they will be most receptive to a message, thus helping you choose a conduit that is the best chance of being heard and accepted. For instance, if they're frustrated and angry with how they played in a game today, they will probably not be in a state of mind in which they'll be open to having a discussion about their feelings. In this case, instead of trying to talk to them directly about their feelings, the best way to send them a message is to just express a different and counterbalancing set of emotions by giving them a hug and a kiss and telling them that you love them. Rule number four, be simple and clear. You have to remember that your children don't think as you do. Whether your young athletes get the messages you send them depends on their level of development. As a result, tailor your messages to fit their current maturity. Young children, because their cognitive, emotional, and language capabilities are not yet fully developed, need messages to be simple and unambiguous. And as your children develop, you can increase the complexity of your messages. At the same time, I believe in the KISS principle. No, not the way most people think about it, as keep it simple stupid, as much as keep it simple smart. So even with children who are more mature, there's nothing like a simple and straightforward message that you know will get through. As I discussed previously, the messages that you intend to send may not always be the ones they receive. Because of this sometimes disconnect, make sure that your words, emotions, and actions unambiguously communicate the message you want to convey. Before you send a message to your young athletes, step into their shoes and consider what your message might look like to them. Ask yourself whether your means of conveying the message is the best way for them to get the message. Then, after you've sent the message, see if they seem to have gotten it. If they do, pat yourself on the back. If not, figure out where you went wrong and recalibrate your message until they finally do get it. From Albert Einstein, if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. Finally, rule number five, be active and relentless. Sending positive messages to your children about their athletic lives through your words can be a useful way to educate them about healthy values, attitudes, and behavior. But talk can be confusing, especially if what you say conflicts with what you do. A powerful way to convey positive messages to your children is through your actions, both yours and theirs. If you want your children to really get the messages you communicate to them, behave in accordance with those messages. That is, be good role models. And even more powerfully, if you can get your kids to act in ways that are consistent with your messages, you know you've got them. Sending healthy messages to your young athletes is also not a part-time job. I'll do it when I feel like it sort of thing. The reality is that your children are being bombarded by messages from other sources in their sports world that are truly unhealthy. You cannot simply play defense 
because your messages will be overwhelmed and lost in the onslaught. You must go on the offensive and do some bombarding of your own, but with positive messages, of course. The best way to counter the harmful messages from the youth support culture is to surround your children with a world of beneficial messages. The more conduits through which you can send those messages to your children, the greater likelihood they will either not see or just plain ignore the detrimental messages and get the life-affirming messages about sports that you want them to get. From the martial arts legend Bruce Lee, choose the positive. You have choice. You are master of your attitude. Choose the positive. Choose the constructive. Optimism is a faith that leads to success. Now, I want to share with you four messages I want you to get from my podcast. First, as I noted in my very first podcast, my central thesis is that your children become the messages they get the most. Let me repeat that one more time because it's so important. Your children become the messages they get the most. This perspective means that your young athletes will develop the values, attitudes, and behaviors about their sports experiences based on the messages that are most frequent and most compelling to them. As a result, you want to ensure that they're receiving predominantly positive messages from you and your spouse or partner, your family, their immediate sports world, including teammates, coaches, and their program, and the sports culture they're surrounded by. Second, the challenge for you is that from teammates to coaches to teams to the youth sport culture to the prevailing culture of sports in general, your children may be getting more unhealthy than healthy messages. This harmful imbalance in messaging means that you need to do everything you can to take control of your young athletes' messages. Let me repeat that one too. Take control of your young athletes' messages. Your only chance to counteract that onslaught of outside messages is to actively create a steady stream of your own positive messages through your words, emotions, actions, activities, and the healthy messages of other people and institutions that align with your own, which can then counterbalance and counteract many of the harmful messages they're certain to receive in their athletic lives. Third, to fulfill the first two messages I just mentioned, you must know what messages you want to send and to send the messages you want. Again, let me repeat that because it's so important. Know what messages you want to send and send the messages you want. As I mentioned earlier in this podcast, you can't play defense when it comes to messaging. You can't just hope that your young athletes receive positive messages in their athletic lives. Instead, you need to deliberately identify the messages you believe are most relevant for your children in their current sports participation, and then proactively send them using the strategies I've been discussing throughout this podcast. This consciousness in your messaging also has to be ongoing. Because your young athlete's sports experiences will change and new unhealthy messages will come to the fore, you must adapt to the change in athletic landscape by creating messages that respond in kind. Finally, you must practice what I call the three P's plus one R. You must be patient in your messaging because it takes days, weeks, months, and even years for your young athletes to get and ingrain the messages you send them. You need to be persistent because it's easy to get frustrated and want to give up when you don't see immediate results from your messaging efforts. You have to persevere in the face of bad messages from the outside world, your children not getting your messages, resisting your messages, and adopting opposing messages. 
and for the sake of your children, you must absolutely be relentless in your healthy messaging and your vigilance against unhealthy messages. You must simply decide that no matter what the outside sports world throws at your young athletes, you will never, ever ease up or back down in your positive messaging. Because to give up on your messaging would be akin to giving up on your children in their athletic lives. And as a sport parent who loves your young athletes, that just won't do. From Muhammad Ali, it's the repetition of affirmations that leads to belief. And once that belief becomes a deep conviction, things begin to happen. I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and thanks for listening to episode 24 of my Raising Young Athletes podcast. And be on the lookout for episode 25 in the near future.